This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are, live in studio for the next two hours, Unnecessary Roughness. Raider Nation Radio 920, the flagship station of your Las Vegas Raiders. And I'll say this, I think that the show title is perfect for today, Unnecessary Roughness. Head coach John Gruden thought out in L.A. as they were having joint practice number two today, there was a lot of unnecessary roughness. There's a lot of unnecessary roughness going on between the Rams and the Raiders. Practice gets called about 45 minutes short. I know the Rams continue to do some of their work, but John Gruden, I saw from Paul Gutierrez from ESPN. He's uh, also a contributor on the show, on the station here quite a bit, you know, throughout the throughout the course of the day, sometimes on the morning tailgate, sometimes with uh, Vinny Bonsignor. But uh, he had put out a tweet saying, Gruden said, everyone to the bus. That's when you know. That's when you know. And you're a little kid and the teacher says, everybody get to class. Or you're walking through the hallways, get to class. I heard that so many times. I was that guy, and I'm sure nobody is shocked by this. I was that guy when the bell rang. I took my time. The bell ring, is it, it was like a two-minute warning to football. The bell rang, and that means you're supposed to be in class. But for me, when the bell rang, it was like, all right. It's like a suggestion. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was a suggestion. Q, you should probably head to class. I didn't go to class until the teacher said, Q! Time for you to head to class. Oh, yeah, I know. I just I had to go to the office real quick. They're like, the office is nowhere near here. Stop chasing that girl and hurry up and get to class. So that's how it was. And that's kind of how it was today in L.A., John Gruden. Everybody get to the bus, not too happy about the chippiness, not too happy about the fightings where actual punches were thrown. And, you know, football fights are always one of those tough things to, to navigate through since they most of the, part, most of the time have helmets on. It really is silly to get into a, a football fight because normally you're just going to hurt yourself if you're throwing punches. But, you know, training camp, this is what, what when it happens. Got to get those body shots in. Yeah. I mean, it just it, – it, and even then, you got pads on. So, really, punches in, fo- in football are kind of silly. You know, it's just you, – you can only do damage to yourself, really, unless the guy didn't have a helmet on. And sometimes they do get ripped off, and I get it. So, there was a lot of, you know, tempers flaring today. But one of the things that John Gruden said before they left for L.A., you know, was, yeah, I want to see intensity, but I don't want to see – fights i don't want to see you know skirmishes like that because that's just stupid i know he reiterated that today after it happened but that just shows that these guys are ready to get uh out of training camp and get into some actual games and really go out there and play now the one takeaway and i want to hear from you raider nation 702-365-9200 we have a loaded show today i'm very excited about all the guests that we have we've got some giveaways to give on, to do on the show today got a lot coming up we're gonna uh pack this uh, two-hour show and we're gonna pack it in a major way but uh it, it I just want to hear from you, Raider Nation, because I saw tweets from Josh Jacobs. I saw tweets from Max Crosby. I saw tweets from Gerald McCoy. And basically, it was all the same thing where they're just showing that they are all together as one. I know Colton Miller had a couple quotes, and we'll get to some of those a little bit later on throughout the course of the show. But it seems like this team is really coming together as one. It really seems like these guys will have each other's back to the furthest extent. It doesn't matter if they're out there fighting with the Rams at practice, and I'm not encouraging this, not something, so don't, let's not get it twisted. I'm not sitting here encouraging them to go out there and fight. So before we get that text message, Q, fighting's not good. I get it. 
But they're out there and they all have each other's back. That is something that you need. You need to have that camaraderie. You need to have the the guys coming together like that. You just have to have that. If you don't have that, you're not going to have a team. You're not going to have that kind of team that can go and win a bunch of games and make a, a run in the playoffs. You could win a few games here and there with guys who may not have your back, DeMond, or have my back. But when everyone has everyone's back, and you can really see it, and they're out there fighting for each other, like Josh Jacobs said, man, I love this team. Max Crosby, same thing. You know, Gerald McCoy, who's a newcomer to the team. I mean, just the spirit of the team is all coming together. I think that's major, man. I think that's important. I think it was cool, too, because something that Josh Jacobs also said in the little press conference that he gave, he said that he liked how the way all the Raiders came together, and he basically called out some of the Rams a little bit. He was like, yeah, all of, the, all of their guys, you know, like kind of getting a little punked out, and like you know, some of their teammates not doing nothing about it. I'm not trying to put words in his mouth too much, but it was just like those situations of just like, we were together. We were, right. we were on top of that. Right, right. And well, you got of, the sound bites. The, yeah. You got the sound bites. Feel free to pull it up, and we'll, we'll, we'll let, we'll let uh, everyone hear it. Because, again, I do think it was important, and I know that Josh Jacobs was – was you know one of the guys who's outspoken about this is really that 2019's team now. They're they're not only players but they're leaders on this team, and he's been trying to be part of the leadership. Uh, I know guys like Jonathan Abram, even though he hasn't played a whole lot of games, he's part of the leadership. Trayvon Mullen, Max Crosby, I've been talking about that throughout the course of training camp. He's been out there and he's been supporting everyone and showing the leadership. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are out there showing that they have ownership now. Of this team, so here's that soundbite that uh, that uh, Demond was just talking about from Josh Jacobs. Definitely had about how how the whole situation was handled. Um, I mean, if you look at our guys and you see how we reacted and you see they guys and how they just let some things happen. I mean, I like the, the fact that our team got a, a, the fighting spirit and not only that, but they had each other's back. So yeah, it was definitely used. So see, I think that's important. I really do, and I've seen Raider teams of the past. And JT just left here. He had a great show the last two hours. He's seen teams of the Raiders pass where one guy will go out there and he may be fighting. Another guy doesn't really quite have his back. We've seen times where, and I'm not just saying this with the Raiders, but you've seen it throughout the course of, of the NFL through, through different teams. You'll see an offensive line, not really care for their quarterback and Oh, he gets drilled. What's supposed to happen. This is what's supposed to happen. When a quarterback gets hit, your offensive line is supposed to go get him and help him get up, you know, like go, go have his back, especially if he gets hit late, I saw, a matter of fact, I want to say it was last year, Andy Dalton got drilled, late hit. I think maybe they are playing Washington. I can't remember. Andy Dalton gets drilled, and nobody went to defend the quarterbacks. Like, <laughs> get up, dude. You know what I mean? Like, nobody Come went on, to man, have we got, another, we got another play, man. Come on. That shows you what they think of or they thought of Andy Dalton at the time. I promise you, if they were out there in L.A. and Derek Carr, someone had drilled Derek Carr, or maybe on Saturday during the preseason game, if he's out there and he gets hit or anybody else gets hit, those guys are all going to run to the to the aid of their quarterback. And that's why I liked how you said that. You know, it's just like, oh, they let some slide. They let some stuff slide. So that's just like the end of a play. Somebody gives somebody on your team a little shove. No, no, no. We're going to address that right now. Right. Exactly. You know, and again, you don't want to go out there and do anything stupid. I'm not saying, that, yeah, you know, go fight. Go do this. Go, because we all know how that shakes out in the regular season. You're going to get penalties. You're going to get thrown out of games. You're not going to win. But to know that each and every one of these guys has each other's back is important. It's an important factor. It's not something that you should take lightly. You should respect the fact that they do have each other's back and they're, and they're going, they're, they're going to, to battle for them, just like Josh Jacobs said right there in that clip. So 
Uh, Raider Nation, I'd love to hear from you. 702-365-9200. That's the Raider Nation listener line. Of course, the Sam and Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Are you feeling this team come together? I know it's only headed into week two of the preseason. They got the Rams on Saturday. Then they got the 49ers the following Sunday. And then the preseason's over. Are you feeling like this team is coming together? Do you like where they're at right now? And what did that chippiness tell you today? The way that they fought for each other, what did that tell you about this team, the potential of who this team could be? Uh, hit us up. Let us know. Raider Nation, listen to the line again, 702-365-9200. Sam and Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Make sure you hit up SamandAshLaw.com because you deserve what's right. Now, coming up on the show today, I said we have an action-packed show, so if you're going to get your calls in, you're going to have to pick and choose the times to get your calls in, and uh, you can get the text in throughout the course of the show. It's all good. 2.30, John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. He's our normal Thursday guest. He'll join us at 2.30 to talk all things NFL. I'll ask him about the little dust-up and how coaches don't like the dust-ups now. They used to love them back in the day, but they don't like them now. Uh, Again, John Gruden mentioned that before he even left for uh, L.A. that he didn't want to see that, but it happens. So we'll talk all things uh, uh, NFL. We'll just scatter shoot around the league with John McClain. Of course, we'll have to ask him about Deshaun Watson as well. Three o'clock, have the cover three NFL news and notes of the day being brought to you by Nova Home Loans. And we'll just, again, continue to go around the NFL. There's already been a major injury that's concerning with the New York Jets and just hate to see injuries in training camp. They happen. The Raiders had a couple injuries today. Haven't heard an update on them, but Nicholas Morrow, he went down with what looks like a lower leg injury. Richie Incognito, he went down with what looks like a lower leg injury. Um, John, Mc, uh, John McClain. John Gruden didn't have an update on it, but it's something to monitor because, again, you've got to do your best to get out of training camp as healthy as possible. That's, that's also part of, the, part of the equation. You can have a very talented team, but you've got to be able to Get out of training camp healthy because you have a long uh, season coming up. And you really, you got to have your guys, especially on that offensive line. I mean, you can't afford to have a Richie Incognito go down. If a Richie Incognito goes down, then you're looking at John Simpson. You're looking at, you know, Denzel Good. You're looking at some of the depth. And you start to talk about it. We talked about depth on the show yesterday. You know, where are you concerned? Well, the offensive line to me would be one of those areas. I think John Simpson's going to be a good guard in the league. I really do. But he hasn't really been tested like that. So, you know, how, how's that going to look if he en- ends up having to slide into that position? So injuries are always something to to be concerned about. So coming up at 3 o'clock, we'll do cover three NFL news and notes of the day. At 3.15, uh, Dustin DeHart from no- Nova Home Loans, as a matter of fact, he'll join us to talk all things home loans. And uh, they're a sponsor, it's a proud title sponsor of Unnecessary Roughness. So we'll catch up with him just to say, uh, you know, what's going on in the in the area and uh, how how the, the home market is and all the enormous prices that are, are being uh, shelled out right now for some some beautiful homes in the Las Vegas area. So we'll check in with him at 315, 3.30. Uh, Nick Cottrell from uh, Rams Maven SI, Sports Illustrated, that is. He was there at practice. We'll get the Rams side of things with him. That'll be at 3.30. And then at 3.45, at 3.45, Damon, I don't even know if I should introduce at 3.45. Why don't I let you do it? At 3.45, we've got the original bro, Matt Riddle, WWE superstar, Former UFC superstar coming on the show. And the thing about it is, I'm not a wrestling guy. There's, I have no problem telling you what I am and what I'm not. And wrestling is not my bag. Wrestling is Demond's bag. And that's fine. <laughs> and again, hey, I whatever you choose is what you choose. That's cool. I like it. I love it. SummerSlam's coming to Vegas. It's going to happen at Allegiant Stadium. You're going. I know Can't you're, wait. I know you're fired, fired about that. Some cool guy got you credentials. I'm not going to talk about who that was, but uh, he was a cool dude to be able to make sure that you got your credentials so you can get into SummerSlam and, and cover that for the radio station like a glove. So hats off to that guy for hooking you up. 
But this interview, DeMond is going to do this interview all by himself. He's going to hold this down. This is his <laughs> bag. So it's, this is your bag, DeMond. It's all you. It's your time to shine, brother. Just a couple of bros, you know. You know, just you know, it's just going to be a couple of bros, you know, the original bro. So, yeah, I'm okay with that. The bros. I'm okay. Hey, man, look, you're, you're guaranteed to miss the shots you don't take. And, and the only way that you learn and you take that next step is to go out in there and do it, right? So we're going to throw you into the deep end. You know, what did Cassie Soto say from the Las Vegas Review Journal yesterday that this is her favorite show? Coolest radio show. Well, you got to keep it that way. Coolest radio show. That means show. that you can't mess it's it up. Go, it's, it's, that means on, you can't mess it up. It's the coolest show. Well, then don't mess it up. No pressure. Man. No pressure. I'm just no saying. No pressure, man. Don't mess it up. Throw me to the wolves. I come back leading the pack. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't, I don't know because I, <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. We'll find out. I'll give you my Come honest on, man. opinion. You gotta hype me up, man. I, that was like oh, my, that was up. like my mm, yeah. We, we, we got this. Hey, I man, got this. Don't 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 shoot everything you got in the chamber right now. Don't fire all your bullets right now. All right, it's not till three forty-five. I want to make sure. Thirteen minutes in, baby, and I <laughs> exactly. And you've already material. You're, yeah, you're already done. Exactly. <laughs> what you gonna do for the rest of the show? Oh man, that's all I got. Exactly. <laughs> Let me take a break. Exactly. You handle this. Let me go get some water. That's what I thought. <laughs> So that's going to be fun. No, I'm I'm looking forward to that interview. Uh, Demond's going to go one on one with Matt Riddle, WWE wrestler, kind of previewing SummerSlam. Uh, like he said, a couple bros going to talk at 3:45 here on Unnecessary Roughness. Uh, but Raider Nation, I do want to hear from you. 702-365-9200. Who you got over there, Demond? Let me know. We got Dylan. Dylan right. in Palo Alto. Oh, EPA or just PA? Dylan, what's on your mind today, my man? What up, man? I'm actually at the Stanford Mall, dude. Uh, <laughs> That's close enough to EPA, right? <laughs> uh, I'm going to be real with y'all. What does that mean? He's Palo Alto. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> big difference. In yeah, it is. And the amount of money that's in this area is pretty sad, honestly. Right. People live in a bubble of their own, but that's a different topic. So, real quick, man, I do not like the joint practices. Okay. Our guys always get hurt. Somebody always gets hurt. The guys are way too fired up and chippy, and I just don't like them, man. So I guess Incognito and Moreau, they got hurt yep. prior to the scuffle. So um, I figured it was, you know, because of the fight and whatnot. But, yeah, man, I don't like the practices. But on another topic, I – uh I'm super against the vaccine, man. I didn't want to get vaccinated, but okay. then I seen I could get tickets for the Bengals game in November, and I had to jump on them, dude. I had to jump on it. So I'm probably going to get the vaccine just so I can go to that game and then maybe some more, you know. So I'm super excited, man, and juiced, and uh, always listening to you guys, man. Thank you. Oh, thank you for the call, man. Good stuff right there. And, hey, I appreciate the honesty. Honestly, you know, hey, I, I don't like joint practices, and I'm not for the vaccine, but I'm going to get it. I'm going to get the vaccine so I can go to the game. And, hey, you know, again, whatever your reason is, it's fine. I love because people have been saying that, oh, ticket prices are going down now. Right. And I love that that's like the incentive is just like, man, ticket prices are going down. I can afford a Raider game now because we've all seen the reports, ESPN, all right. the five highest ticket prices in the league this year. Right. Basically all Raider games. Of course. Now people are like, shoot, if all I got to do is get that shot and I can get like a ticket that's almost half off, I'm in. Right. No, I mean, again, whatever your reason for getting it is, I'll tell you, and I've said it multiple times, I have no problem saying it. I knew that with my job and what I do and what I'm ex expecting to do, even being here in studio each and every day and doing the show, I know that I had no option. So I was, 
I was at peace with it a long time ago. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, let's go ahead and make it happen. And and then, of course, honestly, want to want to try to be as safe as possible. But, you know, that that's my belief. You know, others don't believe that like uh, like Dylan. He's just not not for that. But, hey, that he, he found his reason why he wants to be there. So uh, I'm OK with that. And uh, he's going to go ahead and, and make that happen so he can go to that game. So, Dylan, thank you so much for your uh, your call. And he mentioned, uh, you know, the, the Raiders, they always have guys that get injured. At training camp, all I can remember when he, as soon as he said that was when Gabe Jackson got rolled up on against the Rams in in training camp just a couple seasons ago, and so that's immediately what I went back to. And you're right, and that's that's you know that's what happens. And look, guys get rolled up on in practice against themselves, but it does seem like it happens quite a bit when it's against other teams and and guys get fired up because they do you know enjoy going up against other guys that aren't their own teammates so thank you so much for that let's help needles just got to sit down for the rest of the camp right (laughs) for sure for sure let's go back out to the raider nation listener line and talk to raider mike what's on your mind today what's up you are chilling man chilling oh did did you get demand to listen to yo bum rush the show (laughs) demand's not up to that yet no he he ain't on that he ain't about that life yet uh he he gotta get there though you know that you say yo bum rush now, Yo no, Bum Rush, the show is P's first album. Right. They're all great albums. He, he, he don't know about that. The first two are the masterpieces. Right. Those are the ones you want to really get hooked on first. But uh, anyway, um, I, I can't believe Ramsey went on Twitter and went red ass with Hunter <laughs> Renfro. Right. What a punk. What a punk move. <laughs> I mean, you get smoked like a New York pin joint by a guy who looks like an insurance salesman. And that's your reaction, you know. Whatever, dude. Whatever. He's he's and, an, he's uh, an emotional creature for sure. I mean, that's just that's who he is. He's an emotional dude. That's how he that's how he plays. Is emotional as well. Oh, uh, I'm good with that. But just don't don't go on Twitter and, and say that crap. You look weak. I, I think he looks weak anyway. Um, as far as with the team molding together, becoming a team, it reminds me of the old school Raiders before. Uh, when Gruden, before Gruden got traded, uh, all those teams, I mean, I grew up, 1968, I've been watching the Raiders since. All those teams, every player had each other's back, no matter what. Right. And uh, you could see it on the field as they played, and that's where it really counts. You can talk all you want in the media, but when they're rushing to a player's aid that gets knocked out, knocked down, like when Jacobs got hammered, by Ramsey, and his helmet flew off. Our team was all over that. So mm-hmm. I feel it. Um, I just feel great about this team, all aspects. Uh, I can't believe Roe got hurt or Richie, but how bad is that? Have you heard? No, no update yet. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't sound like it's awful, but it's just no update yet. So uh, we will let you know as soon as we uh, find out. I kind of think that if you if it was really bad, we'd probably already have a better idea than that. But uh, apparently, Richie Incognito walked off on his own, but he was limping. And Nicholas Morrow, they brought a cart out for him, but he didn't use it. So uh, yeah, that's that's that. Here's a here's a kind of cool tweet that talks about what we've been talking about this team coming together and and the feel of this team. Even though they got you know a little chippy and and John Gruden wasn't happy about it, Trayvon Mullen tweeted out, "Everybody wants that old Raiders tradition. Let's get it." So that goes to Raider Mike's call that he just had. I mean, it basically, like he just said, feels like that old school Raiders team. Now you can't go out there and be that old school Raiders team in the regular season and just go around there recklessly. I know Jonathan Abrams was like, "I can do it. I'm ready," but 
you can't you just can't go and hit like that. You can't do there's a lot of things you can't do that you were able to do back then. But uh, you know, the the idea is still the same. Let's hustle back out to the Rare Nation listener line, 702-365-9200. My guy Fabian, you're on unnecessary roughness. What's on your mind, my man? Q. What's up, brother? Hey, um I I I guess me and Mike must be probably the same age. I'm also old school and you know, I think it's a double edged sword. You you know, you want the guys to get together. You know, the scrum, the fight, the name-calling, the nail-scratching, the biting, you know, the shoves under the, under the pile. It is team-building to an extent. It's something to get, the, like I posted uh, Wendy earlier. You know, it, uh, a fight at a scrimmage is a lost art. It's not the same anymore. But the flip side, though, is we don't want anybody getting hurt, and that's the biggie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what it is, and that's why John Gruden didn't want any of that kind of stuff happening. And thank you so so much for the call, Fabian. I appreciate it. He didn't want that to happen because he didn't want the the injuries, and also he didn't want to waste the the practice reps because you're getting live reps with with a different team, and they're throwing some they're throwing stuff at you that you haven't practiced against, and so it just it kind of gets you into a better uh, state of mind, and kind of it kind of shows you who who the team is, and it, honestly, it's it's more. You can get more out of it than you can get from the preseason game that they're going to play on Saturday. And that's one reason I wish I was there in L.A. so I can bring you exactly what's going on play-by-play. Play. I'll be there Saturday, and that's great. But really, I mean, Vinny being there is, is awesome. So when he comes on in the huddle 4 to 6 p.m. right here on Radio Nation Radio 920, he'll be able to tell you exactly how it shook out, what he saw, how what he heard, and just you know all, all, the, all the details and how much he could have seen this team grow along the way. So uh, thank you so much for that call, Fabian. I do appreciate you. 702-365-9200 is the number. Demond, who we got up next? Tim in Texas. Tim in Texas, the Lone Star State. What's up, Tim? What's on your mind, brother? Hello. How y'all doing? <laughs> I was just uh, uh, wanted to comment on the practice. I'm just glad to see that the Raiders are finally being bullies instead of uh, uh, being stepped on. But uh, I just wanted to say, I, I noticed that uh, I don't know if you guys uh, know this or heard this, but the two guys that they had uh, uh, saying that uh, should go, that the Raiders should have picked for that right tackle, right tackle mm-hmm. spot, the guy from Minnesota, yep, and that guy Jenkins. Yeah, I think they're both they're both hurt right now. Yeah, they are. Jenkins is actually having back surgery, which he had a back issue in college, at Oklahoma State. Uh, but he's having back surgery. Actually, that's a note I was going to have in cover three yesterday, but we never got to it. So, yeah, um, right now it looks like the Raiders really made the good decision with Alex Leatherwood. Yeah, because the two people that they that everybody kept fussing about and talking about after we we, we picked Leatherwood, both of them, uh, uh, and, and Jenkins might not even play the season, I heard. Right. No, he, yeah, uh, Matt Nagy said that the goal is to get him to play in the season. So you're right. He might not play at all this season. Yeah, but I'm just I'm just happy to see because I re, I do remember when they practiced against the Rams a couple of years ago mm-hmm. when John Gruden first came in and how everybody was you know every you know they was talking like the Raiders was a junior varsity team or something like that and it's just nice to see the, it's just nice to see I'm excited about this season just like everybody else and I can see that we that we done turned the corner or, or just about turned the corner. Yeah, it looks like it looks like. And Tim, before I let you go, where are you calling from in Texas, my man? Uh, I'm from uh, Lubbock, Texas. Okay. Home of, uh, Home of, uh, sorry to say, home of Mr. Patrick Mahomes and Texas Tech and all that kind of, <laughs> I'm already, kind of stuff. But. I'm already knowing, my man. I'll tell you, and thank you so much for the call. I appreciate you. I'll tell you this, man. When I was driving, when we were driving out of Central Texas to come here to Las Vegas, it took me forever 
to get out the state of Texas. And finally, when I got to Lubbock, I thought, okay, hey, I only got about three more hours before I actually get out of this state. And uh, I think that was the hardest part of the trip was getting out of Texas. But I do remember driving through Lubbock. So, Tim, thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. we got one more call that we'll get to before we get to John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. Let's get to uh, Fargo Raider. You're on Unnecessary Roughness. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, Demon and Q. What up, brother? I just wanted to say I I I like the chippiness. It shows we got an edge, and we're we're coalescing together and watching each other's back, which is always great to see from our team. And it is unfortunate the practice ended early, like Wilder mentioned. Those tire reps are important because that's mm-hmm. where you really find out what you're made of. Right. And uh, my last little point was that little line that Waller said about Trayvon Merrick being quiet and just a silent assassin. I thought that was super cold. I think that's what we should name this guy. The Silent Assassin. <laughs> uh, si- the Silent Assassin. I like that. Thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And uh, yeah, that's that's a good name. Uh, Merrick's a player, man. He's a player, and I, I don't you know want to get too ahead of myself. I've already kind of said that I you know I think that Nate Hobbs is going to be a good player. I've mentioned that a few times. Trayvon Merrick. I know I put a a lot of pressure on him, saying I think he's going to be Defensive Rookie of the Year. I, I stick with that. He had two interceptions yesterday. He had a pass breakup today. I mean, he he's a dude who could play. He absolutely gets it and plays the role. And it's been a long time since the Raiders had uh, a, a, a free safety like that that can go and make plays, understands it, and doesn't look like the, the moment is too big for him. He looks like he understands his role. And again, I only saw him in game action on Saturday against the Seahawks, but and there was not a lot of action that even went his way. But you, if you just watched him like I did, I like to watch DBs. I like to watch safety. I just like to see certain positions and see how they operate. He just looked like he knew what he was supposed to be doing. Now, the Bulls become live on, on September 13th, Monday night at Legion Stadium against the Ravens. But I think that um, I think that that's a, that's a good one. I think the Raiders got a really good one with their second-round pick out of TCU. So thank you so much for that call. Thank you so much for all the calls getting us started today on this Thursday, August 19th. Coming up next, we're going to turn our attention to John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. I'll ask him off top about the joint practices with the Raiders and Rams and them being uh, you know cut a little short due to a fight because he has been covering the Texans and the Oilers for many years, and the Texans are famous for having fights during their joint practices. So we'll do all that next here on Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. It's time to take a look around the NFL with our weekly visit from John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. You need to see a dog make a play. No puppies. I need a dog to make a play. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And welcome back into Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. It is time to check in with the general, John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. And as always, John, we definitely appreciate your time today. And Earlier, the Raiders were scrimmaging and, and practicing, had a little joint practice action with the Rams, and a big fight broke out. It was basically one, two, maybe three fights in or whatever, and John Gruden decided to call it, got to send the guys to the buses. It was a done deal. And I know the Texans have had that kind of situation as well where they gotten into a big fight during these joint practices. How much does that really not set the team back, but that, I mean, just kind of defeats the purpose of the joint practices? That's a great point, but it does defeat the purpose because you will see practices stop before they want to, and that's detrimental to what they wanted to accomplish. The coaches love joint practices because they're supposed to be able to control everything. They go over it with the opposing coach before one team gets to town. In this case, they're both there. But I've been in New Orleans where fights caused the Texans to come home early. I've been in Richmond, Virginia, where fights with Washington 
caused the Texans to come home early. And, and so it doesn't do any good. And most coaches get mad about it because it shows a lack of discipline. Now, um, he sometimes has something to do with it and because players get tired also. At this point, they're ready for games. They're ready for the start of the regular season. The players are, especially the veterans. But today, coaches don't like it. There was a time, Q, when I covered the NFL, and coaches loved fights because it thought it toughened up the team, but not anymore. Right, exactly. That was something John Gruden said before they even left to go to L.A. was, hey, we're not there to be chippy. We're not there to fight. We're there to get better as a team. And, you know, on uh, on Wednesday, there was a lot of reports that the Raiders had a really good day there against the Rams. And it was pointed out to me that two teams could be there having joint practices, but they can have different agendas. Where the Raiders are trying to develop and get better as a very young team, the Rams are just trying to to try to like sharpen their tools up, you know, just trying to continue to get better as they're already a really good team. So uh, some, sometimes those reports of, oh, this team won the practice or this team won the practice, you kind of got to take with a grain of salt, right? Well, no team ever wins a practice. I don't care what you do. And I'll give you an example. When the Houston Oilers had Jerry Glanville is their head coach. Jerry, one of the all-time tough guys. They couldn't find anybody to practice against them except Seattle, and their tough guy, Chuck Knox. So the order working in, in uh, San Marcos, Texas, about 40 miles from Austin. They had to pack up the players, put them on buses, drive to Austin, get on a plane, fly to Seattle, practice in the afternoon and fly back to Austin at night and then drive back to San Marcos, and, and they would go at it. You talk about a bunch of tired, nasty players, and the next day, because of what they've been through in one, in one day, they were ornery and chippy as heck against each other, and the coaches loved it. Talking right now with John McClain from the Houston Chronicle, talking all things NFL. And you can find John on Twitter, at McClain underscore on underscore NFL. And on Monday, Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, came out and said, hey, if you want to go to Allegiant Stadium, you got to be fully vaccinated. If you're not, they gave options. You know, you can get the vaccination shot right there on site, or, you know, you can refund your tickets, or you can sell your tickets, or you can roll over your money till next year. I mean, they gave a lot of options. But I really wanted to ask, John, do you think other organizations throughout the NFL are going to kind of follow that lead as well? and start to do that. Mark Davis should be commended for stepping out and doing something that's good for the fans. You know, we have outbreaks of this virus now worse than ever, Q, but so many people are too stupid or too stubborn or both to get vaccinations. And our governor, who's been one of the worst, he now tested positive about having a convention with no mask. And so it can hurt people. You know, if you don't care about killing yourself, you ought to worry about the other people. And I think Mark Davis is at the forefront, and I wish other owners would follow his lead. Talking right now with John McClain from the Houston Chronicle and getting closer to home where you're at, you're talking about the Houston Texans. Uh, Deshaun Watson, this this story, John, is kind of one of those that it's just so many twists and turns as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Deshaun's uh, uh, lawyer has come out and said that uh, he's talking to the FBI about extortion. I mean, what, what do you make of everything, kind of the latest details that have rolled out about this situation? Q, this has been going on for so long. The only thing I want to know is when is it going to be over? Right. And right now, Deshaun Watson doesn't seem to be any closer 
to a resolution of his legal issues than he was months ago. And what I'm more concerned about is watching on the field. Uh, two days ago, David Culley, the head coach, said Washington's building. He's working out in there. He's doing everything he's supposed to do. And uh, he gets his workout in. He just doesn't do it on the practice field. He said he's not injured. And today he was on the field where they put injured players going through rehab with a trainer. So wow. it's a different story every day, whether it's the attorneys playing like kids in a sand pit and, and, and whining at each other, or it's Watson, he's in the building, he's out of the building. But the fact is, he's not going to play. He's a four-string quarterback. They need Roger Goodell to bail him out, put him on the exempt list before the season, or they should find an injury and put him on injured reserve and play him, say, you can come over here and work out and then go home like all injured players do, and then uh, wait until the time comes when we can trade you, which might be 2022. I'm telling you, the story is getting exhausting for me, so I know it's exhausting for you just <laughs> seeing all these different twists and turns that are coming with it. Uh, how about the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, Dak Prescott, I know I asked you about him last week, and, of course, he's still kind of dealing with this shoulder injury. It's a, one of those mystery injuries. But uh, what are your thoughts on what you're hearing from Dallas Cowboys camp? And, and uh, again, I'm going to ask you uh, how serious you think this shoulder injury is for Dak. Well, first of all, I have no clue about anything going on with Dak other than what I've seen on Hard Knocks, Texans play at Dallas on Saturday night, second preseason game. We don't know if they're going to see Prescott. i tell you what, Q, if he's got any kind of injury issue with his arm or his shoulder that caused them to not let him throw the ball, then he'd be, they'd be crazy to play him. We saw in Hard Knocks. He will bug them like a little kid that doesn't want to take a nap or a little kid that wants to go swimming in the pool. And the parents say no. He's shown that he'll do that. Push, push, push. But they've got to be ready for the start of regular season because I think they're going to win the NFC East as long as he stays healthy. Yeah, I do too. I absolutely do. I have them penciled already in as a winner. But, yeah, you're right. He's got to stay healthy. And you mentioned uh, the, the second preseason game. How about your first preseason game uh, this year in Green Bay? I know that's the mecca for you. Uh, how was your last trip back to Green Bay? Well, Q, it's interesting. Of course, the weather there is always great compared to Houston, as you can imagine. And I'm, my first trip to Lambeau was in 1980. And I guess I've been there at least 20 times through the years for a lot of playoff games. And for eight years after the Oilers left, I covered the NFL, and I went wherever I wanted. And so I, if I had a chance to go to Green Bay, when Brett Favre turned around that franchise, I was there. And so after the game, we, we shoot a uh, video for our website after the game, and we went out into the stands. Q at 61 degrees. <laughs> and we didn't want to leave. We want to lay down on the bench and spend the night there instead of our hotel. So it is very, it's an incredible stadium when it's empty as well as full. And I would tell all your listeners what I've been telling people for more than four decades. You like football, go to Lambeau Field, preferably in December when it's snowing, and go to Canton, Ohio to the Hall of Fame. There it is right there. Taco John McClain from the Houston Chronicle here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And how about a guy that you saw, obviously, most of his career? Uh, he has he has a new start now in Arizona. That's J.J. Watt. What do you think J.J. Watt brings to the Cardinals this uh, this upcoming season? Do you think he's got enough juice left in the tank to be that, that difference maker they need on the defensive side of the ball? 
Yeah, people always talk about his injuries. He had a torn peg he came back from in the playoffs three years ago. He had missed a lot of two seasons with back injuries. His problem is not injuries. He played 90% of the snaps last year. Now, he had his career low in sacks, five, because he's getting double and triple teamed. I saw a stat on next-gen next stats in which his win rate of being triple teamed was 28%, and only one other player in the league was close to him, and it was a close second. He plays the line well. If Chandler Jones is healthy on the other side of what, both of those guys can't be double-teamed. I look for them to be one of the best uh, twosomes in the NFL, and Cardinal fans better be pumped to watch those guys because Chandler Jones had 19 sacks two years ago. Right. Three years ago, and Watson had 18 sacks, I mean, 16 sacks, and that was getting doubled on every snap. So they're going to be fun to watch on defense. We know they're going to be fun on offense, too, but that defense should take on significant improvement. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he could do uh, on that defensive side of the ball, especially, like you said, if Chandler Jones is healthy and, and ready to rock and roll. And I know I mentioned Green Bay already. I did want to ask you, what did you think of what you saw from Jordan Love? I know that he got a little bit uh, banged up, but what did you think of uh, what you saw from him in person? Well, Q, he played like a rookie who had a good performance. You know, he's been there for a year. He's under a lot of pressure. You think about all through the offseason, we heard about Jordan Love every day. And now that Aaron Rodgers is back, he'll fade into the sunset and into his backup role when the season begins. And then next offseason, we'll hear all about Jordan Love again. But I'm sure they were satisfied for a first game. He didn't light it up, but, you know, he's playing with a lot of backups. Right. He's going against a, de- a defense with a lot of backups, but he didn't spit the bit, as we like to say down here in Texas. <laughs> but uh, they want to see improvement out of him next time he plays. And, John, I know that uh, you said if you start a rookie quarterback, you're basically waving the white flag on the season. But uh, in Chicago, Justin Fields is making a little bit of noise uh, based off a preseason game, making some noise. Uh, do you think that at some point Matt Nagy's going to feel a little bit pressured to go ahead and throw him into the fire maybe a little bit sooner than he was anticipating? No, he's already feeling it, Q. They know they, fans want to see the first-round pick in every city, and they, they don't care that you're really throwing in the towel on the season, even though nobody admits it. But uh, Bills look good in that first game. And I'll give you an example about what rookie quarterbacks are facing right now. They're like, uh, right now, they're out on the on the strip there uh, in Vegas, and it's, say, 4 in the morning. Of course, the traffic's always bad in Vegas. But they're out there, and they're able to drive pretty slow, and the season starts, and all of a sudden the strip clears, and it's just them, and everybody's driving eight. That's what it's like for a rookie quarterback. Everything they see in preseason is dumbed down. It's vanilla. And then when the season starts, it's like you crank it up, and you're, you know, you're on the speedway. Right. And some guys can handle it better, but every rookie has got to make an adjustment. I heard Troy Aikman do an interview Yesterday, he didn't win a game as a rookie. Now he's in the Hall of Fame with three Super Bowl rings. You can't judge a quarterback by his rookie year, and yet so many members of the media and fans tend to do that, and it's very unfair. That Manning fell up through 28 interceptions <laughs> when he was a rookie, and that, and that complicated fellow in Green Bay, he didn't play for three years.
Right, right. No doubt about it. There's, there's no doubt. Those are facts right there spit from John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. And I did want to ask you about one more rookie quarterback. That's Mac Jones. He's he's uh, seeming like he's getting a little bit of love there in, in New England. And really, I think the question I have more is about Cam Newton. What do you think he has to bring to the table this year? I know he was kind of he was banged up last year. He had COVID. But it seems like it's kind of been the story of his career for the last four or five years that he's been banged up. What do you think Cam's got left? Well, first of all, Bill Belichick doesn't want to miss the playoffs two years in a row. Right. So he's going to give Newton every chance to be the guy who can help them go back to the playoffs and be in that AFC East race with Buffalo and Miami. And he knows if he goes with the rookie, the odds are that's not going to happen. And I would imagine that as long as Cam is performing and stays relatively healthy, he's going to be the quarterback. But once Mac Jones gets his foot in the door, he may stay. They may have to put him back on the bench and play Cam again. But Belichick's going to give him every opportunity to keep that job. It should be interesting. It really should. They gave uh, Mac Jones, the fans did, and I know you can't judge it off of what the fans do, but they gave him a standing ovation when he came out of the game the other day. So uh, they're liking what they're seeing, at least from the rookie. But uh, it should be interesting. Of course, Bill Belichick, like you said, is not going to want to miss the playoffs two years in a row. John, great stuff as always. What do you have coming out on Texas Sports Nation that uh, football fans in general just need to be on the lookout for? Q, I got a column today about Deshaun Watson. I've written about 100 of them. <laughs> and uh, the situation right now and uh, we've got, I do videos, I've got podcasts, I do snippets of our TV show, and I write a lot about the NFL as well as the Houston Texans. Thank you for having me on every week. I do appreciate it, and I uh, hope you have a great weekend. Absolutely. You too, John. I appreciate you. Be safe out there. Thank you. All right, there he goes, John McClain. I like to call him the general. We all call him the general from the Houston Chronicle. You can find him on Twitter, at McClain underscore on underscore NFL. Good stuff right there. Just kind of scatter shooting going around the league with the great John McClain. We're going to come on back, close out hour number one. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Yeah, I mean, just a, a very calm presence about him, you know. It's not like he doesn't have to be loud or anything, but at the same time, you know, he just lets his play do the talking. Uh, and that's those are the kind of guys that, you know, I just, you know, respect from, from the gate because, you know, it's, it's a very ego-driven game, as you can see. Everybody's fighting and everything, but you got guys like him that can just be quiet, you know, like quiet assassins, you know, and just go out there and just handle their job. And I just respect that so much. Uh, but, yeah, I'm just excited to see him get out there and just patrol center field and go red line to red line. There you go right there. Raiders stud tight end Darren Waller calling the quiet assassin. Trayvon Merrick uh, kind of gave him that title today. We had Fargo Raider call us up earlier on the show and say that he likes that name and wants to wants to kind of go ahead and put that on Trayvon Merrick, call him the, the quiet assassin like, uh, like Darren Waller. I'm okay with that. I like that. It gives, it gives kind of a kind of an edgy but, but you know mysterious kind of feel to him. And then you don't have to say nothing. Then you don't have to say nothing. I'm just quiet as set. You know, like, you ain't got to say That'd nothing. That'd be a good wrestling uh, character, right? I'm, I'm asking. No, no, it could be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just they, depending. It's like I said, you gotta, it's going to be how you portray see, it. See, if I was a wrestler, I would just be the, you know, I'd be that wrestler that you actually never, ever saw participate in the ring. <laughs> I would just be the guy that just talked. You know, and it's like, I'm going to get you next week. We're going to set this up next. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be that guy. Oh, no. We, those guys exist. That's what, Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I could do you, that. You'd be, you'd be that guy? I, I could be that role. I could be that role. I could be, and this is 
as about as far, far as my wrestling knowledge goes, and I'm, and no disrespect to anyone who's a big wrestling fan like yourself, and I know SummerSlam's coming, so that's great. I, I'd be like Ted DiBiase, you know, the million dollar man when he used to talk trash all the time, and then he would throw whoever his wrestler that he was the manager of. Just I'd be a good manager. I wouldn't want to be in the ring. Oh man, so you don't even want to do the Ted DiBiase? You don't even want to come pick up the scraps? No, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to talk to trash. I, I, I mean, I don't want to do any of it. But I'm saying, if I was going to, <laughs> I would just talk to trash. Grab the mic, and then it's kind of like the the Rock when he got to a certain point of his career where he didn't really wrestle; he just talked. Do you smell? You know all that stuff. Oh. I, we don't have to go through all that, but you know what I'm yes, saying. Of course, yeah. That, that's he got to a certain point where he's like, "Hell, I don't need to wrestle; I just talk." That's what I would do. And I would just try to get to that point. Up. I'd get to that part of my career at the beginning of my career, so it probably wouldn't last very long. But it is what it is. Coming up at three o'clock, cover three NFL news and notes of the day. We'll come go around the the, the league and just. Talk about a couple injuries that are going on and just some some notes like that. And uh, we got a lot we got a lot coming up on Friday. As a matter of fact, started last Friday. Uh, Vinny Bonsignor, who's coming up in the huddle from four to six p.m. Uh, he's at the TI. He's at the Golden Circle Sportsbook Bar inside of Treasure Island. Well, we're gonna do it real big tomorrow. We're gonna do it from two to six p.m. So we're gonna go starting with unnecessary roughness. Then we're, I'm gonna stick around throughout the whole course of the show as Vinny is in L.A. I'm gonna be at the Golden Circle uh, Sportsbook from 2 to 6. Vinny will join us at 4 o'clock from L.A., but I'll be there. So we definitely encourage you to come on by, hang out with us. Uh, they got a lot of great specials going on there. Of course, they got the 60-foot video wall. It's unbelievable. They got great drink specials, $18 domestic beer pitchers, $10 cocktails, $8 draft beer. I mean, it's Friday. Not that we need an excuse, but just come on by and hang out. That's, I mean, and, and DeMond's going to be in studio. Yeah, he had a couple people come out last week. It was one of the strangest things Someone came to the location. Someone came to TI to see yeah, Vinny. Yeah, but then they call me, and I, in my head I'm thinking to get like, on the to yeah, get so, on the show. So, so I put him on, <laughs> and I'm hearing the echo, and I'm like, "This guy's right there." Right. Vinny's like acknowledging him as he's on the air, and I'm just like, "Why don't you just go over and say hi and say what's up and sit down and, and hop and so on, put like, a headset on, hey, and I just can see you." <laughs> Yeah, hop on. Yeah, that's and that's what I but encourage it's good you to that do. We are getting fan turns out. Well, this is fan what I encourage out. you to do tomorrow. Come on out between two and six. We'll be there. Uh, I don't. I will not make you call into the show. I will tell you to come sit down, put a headset on, and chop it up. We did it at summer league last week, right? Yeah, it was sure a lot did. of fun. Yeah. I grabbed some random people. I will say I made our engineer a little nervous when I did that because he didn't know if they were radio, radio trained. And so he thought, especially one, the one homeboy, uh, the one that was a teacher, the young lady that was a teacher, he felt pretty comfortable with. He's like, oh, yeah, she's not going to say anything that she shouldn't say. But the dude that was just the rando homeboy with the jersey on that just was kind of in his own zone. And I'll say this. <laughs> I'm glad I brought this up. And then we'll, uh, after I tell this quick story, we'll go to break and, and get to cover three NFL news and notes of the day. Starting off hour number two of Unnecessary Roughness. That dude who sat down to talk with, with me, and I forget his name, but he was so excited to be at Summer League, and he had taken a picture, a selfie, with somebody that was walking by, a basketball player. James Wiseman. Right. I'm glad you remembered, so you know I'm not BSing. So he said that was James Wiseman, right? Was it not James Wiseman? He looked like James Wiseman. He did. He No doubt, he looked like James Wiseman. And you know me, in my quest to always be working, after I got off the air, me and Little Q were walking around Summer League, and it was in between games, and... James Wiseman, in air quotes. And at, matter of fact, I'll send you the, the interview that I did. I'll send you the interview. And we can play it on the air. I have no shame. I have no shame. I wish I had time to play it right now. I should have thought about this already. We'll do it sometime in the next hour. So I said to little Q, I go, oh, man, that's James Wiseman right there from the Warriors. Because he was just up there chopping it up with another dude, you know, a couple of his homeboys. I go, there goes James Wiseman. He's like, is it? And I go, yeah. And so I, just to double check, 
I Googled him. You could Google everything. And his image came up. Picture came up. I said, look, it's James Wiseman. He goes, oh, yeah, it is. And I said, should I go you know, interview him real quick? And he goes, yeah, probably. You'll be mad at yourself if you don't. That's just who you are. I was like, yeah, you're right. Walk up to James Wiseman. And I keep saying his name for a reason. I walked up to James Wiseman, introduced myself. And I said, hey, James, I'm Q, you know. And then I asked him if he had a couple minutes that I could do a, knock out a quick interview. He said, yeah, sure, no problem. Cool. I wish I could play it right now. I w- you probably couldn't even hear it. <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> is pro- live radio, guys. Pro- I am so I, excited about this James Wiseman story. I just, I don't, I'm going to try to play it real quick off my phone. I don't know if it's really going to work, but I'm going to try. I got the mic here. Here in Summer League action right now with the Warriors big man James Wiseman. And uh, you were here a year ago. Oh, you know? What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So if you didn't hear that, and I apologize because that's terrible radio. Did he say who he was? Yes, it was the guy from the Bulls, and I forgot his name now. But he was a dude from the Bulls that went undrafted out of North Carolina. But he looked like Hold James. on, out of North Carolina? Hold yeah. on, this guy might have been somebody. He was undrafted. Not that that means anything, but oh man, the, the it wasn't time, James Wiseman. Real quick, the whole time you were telling the story, did you ever you watch the original Space Jam, right? Yeah. You know when Charles Barkley is like, you're not Charles Barkley. You're just somebody that looks like him. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like. You're not James Wiseman. No, he was not James You're Wiseman. Just somebody that looks like him. So Little Q thought that was the funniest thing ever, and he died for a couple hours. Like, hey, Dad, remember when you interviewed James Wiseman? Yeah, yeah, we're here with James Wiseman. I'm not James Wiseman. <laughs> I'll send it to you so you can actually play it so it can be heard. It was not one of my brighter moments. Two fifty-eight a time, <laughs> but it's good stuff. It is good stuff. So my point is. Come on out to the TI tomorrow from 2 to 6 p.m. I forgot. I know. Huh? I forgot what we were even talking about. Come on out to the TI tomorrow between 2 and 6. I'll be at the Golden Circle Sportsbook. Of course, Vinny will be in L.A., but we'll we'll join forces at 4 p.m. But I'll be there starting things off at 2 o'clock. I want to I meet you. I want to greet you. I want to talk to you. And you don't have to be James Wiseman. You can be whoever you are. Just join us at the TI. 2.58 is the time. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Raider Nation Radio 920.